Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Say what you will about country music. Country deals with the bare naked realities of life. My truck got keyed, my girl left and took my dog, the fridge died and the beer's lukewarm. (laughs) And that's not a criticism, that's a celebration. But one thing that country does better than any genre is the pun. Welcome to the age-old question. I'm Rich Price. And I'm Clint Bierman. Each episode deals with another question in music fandom. The kind of questions that Clint and I have been debating since we were in college. So today, with the help of some smart people, we're going to come up with the answer. Okay, Clint, what's today's question? Today's question is, what is the greatest country music pun of all time? That's the age-old question. Okay, Clint, this is like a gift from the gods, this particular question. Yeah, where did this come from? Your brain? My brain. Oh, that's good. The reason I love this topic is because it combines some of your favorite things. Yeah. Like good country music yep. and a good pun. Yes. Can you even wait to talk about no, this? No, I've been waiting for a week now because you mentioned it and I've just been chomping at the bit because... My father might be the king of country music pun. Yeah, Gil. Big Gil. He is a absolute legend when it comes to this topic. And if he could hear, we would call him. Unfortunately, he doesn't hear that well anymore. But you but, produced a number of albums for him. Yes, four full albums. Four. With like 18 songs on each of them. Like a lot of songs. And they're all country music, country swing comedy pun songs right one after the other just one after the other and he didn't write them all but he has aggregated he has aggregated a fine collection of country pun songs and we are going to discuss a lot of them today oh i can't wait i want to start here i came across a great take on this exact topic from npr's fresh air jeff nunberg in 2010 said this pop singers like the beatles elvis costello others may have visited wordplay from time to time, but country music lives there. (laughs) He's totally right. And this episode is a celebration of that art form. But Clint, not everyone loves a pun. Who doesn't love a pun? As a literary device, puns are often considered the lowest, (laughs) basest form of poetry. The Jägermeister of poetry. (laughs) But writing in The New Yorker in 2018, James Wood asks, if you're tired of puns, are you tired of life? 
Real talk. <laughs> Wood says, puns are easy to disdain. On the other hand, everybody secretly loves a pun. That is true. And wonderfully, the worst are often as funny as the best. <laughs> right? That's it. It's the, the worse it is, the funnier it is. Wood goes on, puns are delightful because they are at once deep and shallow. <laughs> well said. I love that description of puns. Yeah, that's, and that's why I love them. They're both deep and shallow. Right. It's a perfect description. Because getting a good pun, like when you can come up with it in the moment really fast, that's a very satisfying feeling as a human being. I mean, at least in the crew that we hang out with, it's all wordplay. Totally. Especially in the grift. It's like every every moment is looking for that. No well, that, one's better than Panda. No one is better than Panda. That's the he thing. Is, is your band in particular, the grift, yeah. is a collection of writers yes. and connoisseurs of the pun. Of the pun. Unbelievably so. Jeff alone is so quick. Can we start with laid off? Yeah, let's start with laid off. Because... I was looking. I'm not. I'm hard pressed to find a better one. It's like a this is really well this done. is a brilliant and it's a country song. Yep, it's absolutely. A, it's a country song written by you guys. Yep. And I think what I love about what this song does, it changes the expectations of where a phrase, a lyrical thought is going. It's I can't wait to get laid off. <laughs> right. So where did this song so come from? We were, uh, Peter Day and I used to get together every Wednesday to write a song. He was driving down from Burlington to Middlebury, and he stopped in the Heinsberg General Store and was just in line behind this guy who was talking to the person at the counter. And Pete overheard him say, I can't wait to get laid off. In just a, like a sad, like, in like a sad, like, sick of working, you know? But what Pete heard was, I can't wait to get laid off <laughs> which as soon as he got to the studio after that with 30 minutes later we started writing this song and when he got there it was one of these things where there was no other genre you could write the it song has to be it had to be country that's interesting They're literally like that is this whole episode it's why when you get a great turn of phrase like that why is country music the only genre that you can use it in it's funny right i can't wait to Laid off. I'll finally get to play golf. Maybe do a little fishing and see what I've been missing all this time. It doesn't happen in pop music. It doesn't happen in rock music. Right. Or at least it's very rare. And yet, one out of every 20 country songs is based on this pun concept. So fascinating. That is fascinating. Don't, I don't know why that is. What the role of country music plays in our lives. Which seems to be truth. It seems to be like truth. like basic, real emotion, like the rawest form of emotion. No metaphor, no, just like, this is how I'm feeling. And yet, they use puns to do that. Puns is, is as metaphorical as they get. Right. Max been acting up, this job has been a bit. My hands are so swollen, my gloves don't fit. Give me a bottle of Tylenol, take it for the Powerball. Champagne. I can't wait to get laid off. I'll finally get to play golf. Maybe do a little fishing and see what I've been missing all this time. I'm gonna get a little head. Start. start. Gonna get a little head. Start. 
think it's going blue. Right. But then it's like, no, I'm, I'm just trying to get, get a head, head start. start here. What are you, that's on you, buddy. That's on your brain. Take a piece of jerky and a six-pack of paps. I should probably take the paper with the classified ads. Breaks over back to the grind. All right. I want to start with someone I think is actually a master of the pun in country music, and that's George Jones. I love these songs. I'm going to, I'm going to talk about a few that are, as Wood describes, both deep and shallow at the same time. From George Jones' 1996 album, I Live to Tell It All, it's a song called The Lone Ranger. So Jones sings, I'm tired of sitting at home, sick of being all alone. I'm tired of sitting home, sick of being all alone. And then in the chorus he says, I had more silver bullets last night than the Lone Ranger. <laughs> well, I had more silver bullets last night than the Lone Ranger. I was shooting them down like I didn't have a care, ignoring all the danger. Yes, what year is this? 1996. So silver bullets was a thing by the 90s. Okay. The double meaning of silver bullets and the Lone Ranger. Of the bullets, the hero in the story versus the sad and pathetic lonesome man drinking beers by himself. Like a Lone Ranger. I, I just, I, I love that. So well done. I mention it wasn't my intention to stay out all night long. I was gonna have a few, but one round led to two. Next thing I knew, I was gone. Another one. Wrong's what I do best. Oh, that's good. That's the other thing about these titles, is you hear it one way, and then it takes a second, and then you're like, ooh, that's got multiple things. Yeah. I guess I finally found what I do best. So written by Dickie Lee, Freddie Weller, Michael Allen Campbell. Jones sings, If they held a loser's playoff, well, there'd be no contest. Because I've had lots of practice, and wrongs what I do best. <laughs> but if hurting is a talent, then I know that I've been blessed. Oh, missing you. Just seems to come so natural And I guess I finally found What I do best Next one, The Right Left Hand (laughs) One of George Jones' songs written by Don Schlitz and Jonathan Singleton He tells a story of a man who's had his fair share of heartaches and heartbreaks But the good Lord finally gave me a true love of a lady. I put a golden band on the right left hand. Oh, that's that's good. I didn't know where it was going. Right. I put a golden band on the right left hand this time. And the right left hand put a golden band on mine. Isn't that good? That's really good. The right, left hand. Yeah, finally. Yeah, that's cool. All right, what do you got? My first one is Toby Keith. 
He put out 19 studio albums, two Christmas albums, five compilation albums, totaling worldwide sales of over 40 million albums. He's charted 61 singles on the Billboard Hot Country song chart and 20 number one hits. The one I'm going to talk about is called As Good As I Once Was, which is just an absolute... the, The expression is, I'm not as good as I once was, but I'm as good once... As I ever was. I said I seen you in here before. I said I've been here a time or two. She said, Hello, my name is Bobby Joe. And it's just the first time I heard it, I was like, man, if I had heard that first. <laughs> it's I just know. like it's like a gift. It's like the totally. perfect expression. Um and what I noticed from a lot of these songs in the country genre yeah. is that once you get to the chorus. The first line of the chorus is the pun, and the last line is the pun. I ain't as good as I once was. I got a few years on me now. But there was a time back in my prime when I could really lay it down. And if you need some love tonight, then I might have just enough. I ain't as good as I once was, but I'm as good once as I ever was. And the pun is often the title. Yep. Like the pun always came first. Right. They didn't, they weren't working on a song and then came up with this line at the end of the chorus. Exactly. Yeah. So this is a perfect midlife bravado. Right? Absolutely. I'm not as good as I once was, but I'm as good once as I ever was. It's great. It's great. I got one. Go ahead. By the Bellamy Brothers. If I said you had a beautiful body, would you hold it against me? (laughs) If I said you have a beautiful body, would you hold it against me? That's a good one. That's a good one. They're almost like dad jokes. That's you're right. That's exactly what it is. It's a dad joke in a song. Oh, that's it. You just did it. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. You want another one? Yeah. This is by the great, the late great Roger Miller. If you if you won't be my number one, then number two on you. Oh god. It's an actual song. The ways of love are hard enough to understand as it is. Without you going out on me and hurting me like this While other folks are making love, we're just making do If you won't be my number one, number two on you Well, if you won't be my number it's, one It's like a kindergarten <laughs> it's like a burn Yeah. While other folks are making love, we're just making do If you won't be my number one, number two on you <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah, that's real. You won't be my number one, number two on you. Oh my god. I got a couple George Strait ones. Okay. Of course, he's really known for all my exes live in Texas, and Texas is the place I'd love to be. But all my exes live in Texas, and that's why I hang my hat in Tennessee. Love to be, but all my exes 
pun? I don't it's know. It's not a pun, but it's great wordplay. It's great wordplay. It's great wordplay, for sure. Another one from George Strait. Nobody in his right mind would have left her. Ah, yeah, that's a good play. Nobody in his right mind would have, would have left, left her. her. Right. Because nobody in his right mind would have left her. The Statler Brothers. Are you familiar with the Statler Brothers? Yeah. I asked Ryan Alfiero, my good friend. He sent this to me for this episode. Yeah. He said, the song is, you can't have your Kate and Edith too. <laughs> we went out on a double date. Me and Edith, you and Kate, before we got... So it's about this guy. He's going on a double date with... Edith and his buddies with Kate. Yeah. And you can see what happens. You can't have your Kate and Edith too. It's just so ridiculous. I looked at Edith, started feeling bold. I found your big hairy hand holding on to the hand I was trying to hold. I found your big hairy hand holding on to the hand I was trying to hold. <laughs> Which is just an amazing line. You can't have your Kate and Edith too. I know the Statler brothers from Flowers on the Wall, from Pulp Fiction. Uh-huh. You know, like... Yes. Gotten flowers on the wall that don't bother me at all. Yeah. Quentin Tarantino was so great at, like, finding some of those... Gems. Gems. Gems, yeah. And I, a funny story about these guys. They used to be called the Four Star Quartet, and then they changed their name to the Kingsmen. But the Kingsman had the hit Louie Louie. So as soon as it, as soon as that came out, Louie Louie came out in 63. They had to change their name. Wow. And they changed their name to the Statler Brothers. Statler was a facial tissue company that was in the hotel room when they were trying to get it. So they it could have been the Kleenex Brothers. Oh, Basically, that's what it is. So the Statler Brothers was just, it was a, a facial tissue in the room. They're like, Statler. That's funny. Incredible, right? We should do an episode about how bands come up with their names. Totally. All right, how about Darius Rucker's When Was the Last Time You Did Something for the First Time? When was the last time you did something for the first time? Oh, I've never heard that. That's unbelievable. I heard him talk about that once where it was exactly that, where like someone said that. And he's like, that's it. Write it down. That's the song. Yeah. Yeah. That's how all my songs happen these days. Totally. It's overheard someone saying something or hearing it wrong, like a Mondegreen. Right. Wait, did you just... Right. Oh, write that down. I got one. Yeah. Bobby Bear and the Old Dogs. Bobby Bear and the Old Dogs. Yeah, but it's Waylon Jennings, Mel Tillis... Bobby Bear and Jerry Reed, who are all like country stars. So it's a super group yeah. that we will talk about someday on our super group episode. Oh, yeah. This is one of them. And these guys recorded an album live, but it's all comedy puns. And I think my favorite one from the album is called Couch Potato. Even couch potatoes have eyes. Just cause my eyes are bleary, watching TV till the dawn. Now that don't mean. That I can't see what's been going on. I mean, come on. That is absolute. Talk about a pun. That's like, I don't think it can get any better. That's great. He, he's watching his girl go out and he's having peelings. Nothing more than peelings. 
Wow, you're out. <laughs> it's, I mean. But even couch potatoes have eyes. So you said Jerry Reed was in that band? Yes. So another one from Jerry Reed. She's got the gold mine. I got the shaft. Oh, come on. <laughs> she got the gold mine. I got the shaft. They split it right down the middle. And then they give her the better half. I like it when he goes blue like that. That's the same as laid off because it's totally. your brain goes one way. Oh, that's totally. so good. Here's one from Chris Young. We're winning when we're losing sleep. Oh, <laughs> I took a second. There it is again. Same exact idea. Right. Yeah, we're winning. We're losing. When we're losing sleep. Wow. All right, let me get into some of Big Gills real fast. Yeah. This is one. I don't know where this one came from, but. I got the hungries for your love, and I'm waiting in your welfare line. I got the hungries for your love, and I'm waiting in your welfare line. I'm starving over here. Well, I ain't got nothing but the shirt on my back and an old two-button suit. Say that one more time. I got the hungries for your love, and I'm waiting in your welfare line. That's good. I mean, that's that's something. I got the hungries for your love, and I'm waiting in your welfare line. Seriously, I'm going to pass out for crying out loud. Well, there's this one song. Yeah. My Own Grandpa. It's not as much a play on words as it is just a super word song. Yeah. Where he explains how he becomes his own grandpa. It sounds funny, I know, but it really is so. Oh, I'm my own grandpa. By marrying this person who's had this kid, and, and so it works out. It's the most unbelievably written song. That's the thing, is like some of these are like mathematically masterful. Yes. My father fell in love with her, and soon they two were wed. This made my dad my son-in-law, changed my very life. My daughter was my mother because she was my father's wife. Absolutely. And so using all of that brain power and all that talent to make a song about being your own grandpa is just beautiful to me. I mean, I think this song is from like the 40s. I love that. 1947. How about this one from Vern Gosden? If you're going to do me wrong, do it right. <laughs> and before you leave our room, put all your best perfume. If you're gonna do me wrong, do it right. It's good. A lot of wrong, right, left, right. Yeah, too. Yeah. That's good. That's good. How about this one? Yeah. How can I miss you if you won't go away? How can I miss you when you won't go away? Oh, that's good. That's a real song. How about this one? This, this is another one that is like pure country music. It's from Gary Stewart. She's acting single, and I'm drinking doubles. <laughs> oh, that's oh, that's good. She's acting single. How about this one from Dwight Yoakam? A song called Fair to Midland. It's a punny title. It's not fair to middling. 
which is an expression that means slightly above average. It's fair as in bus fare to Midland, Texas. Fair to Midland is all that I need. If I had fair to Midland, I'd take the first seat on the fast train, bus or plane, whichever proved the song itself is not funny, but it's a, it's a punny title. It's a punny concept. Speaking of Midland, there's a band called Midland. They have the classic line, People say I got a drinking problem, but I got no problem drinking at all. That could be the poster child for today's episode. People say I got a drinking problem. That's good country music right there. That is the epitome of country music. (laughs) So back to Jeff Numberg from the Fresh Air episode. He says, there's a joke that sums up the genre of country music very nicely. What do you get if you play a country song backwards? You get your wife back, your dog back, you get your truck back. And the sense of loss and estrangement is implicit in the language of the lyrics as the ordinary expressions we use to talk about our lives break down to reveal darker meanings. And that's the thing we talked about. It's like it's just real. Yeah. In a way that few genres can come close to. Yeah, certainly not pop. I mentioned earlier that puns are often derided as the basis form of poetic thought. More often they're met with groans than they are with applause, right? But who's the greatest writer in the English language? Shakespeare. William Shakespeare. And he may also be the greatest practitioner of the pun. Hmm. I mean, so many puns in Shakespeare. As Jeff Numberg points out, take Hamlet's bitter pun about his uncle. A little more than kin and less than kind. That could be a great country lyric. Yeah. A little more than kin. A little less than kind. (laughs) Is that what it is? (laughs) Wow. Should we go to the comments? Oh, yeah. Let's go to the comments. From Win on Instagram. Great show about the songs we want played in our last moments. And I have two that I have on my list. I've told my wife that I want to hear I shall be released either as I lay dying or at any occasion to remember me. It's such a great song, simple yet profound. And I've sung it with friends around fires and on porches and it always seems to bring people together. I see my light come shining From the west down to the east Any day now, 
shall be released. Another, that's a good sing along, too. It's a great sing along, yeah. too. Wind Goes On. It's really a spiritual, no? One of Dylan's greatest songs, and one that for years he never put on an official album. It's on the Basement Tapes, which was the most famous bootleg of its time, and on his greatest hits album, even though he had not put it on any album yet. I guess he knew it would become a greatest hit. Second nominee, which sounds weird for a guy who's a Quaker and didn't grow up singing church music, him abide with me. Now, almost every time when I get in the car, my phone plays alphabetically first. Ha. Huh. And Abide With Me will almost always start playing. Huh. Mine is Take On Me by Aha. Oh, interesting. Yeah. wanted us to listen to the Bill Frizzell, Charles Lloyd version of Abide With Me. Let's talk about Wynn for a second. This guy is an unbelievable artist. He had a show recently, and it, it is the most mesmerizing, most beautiful art I've, I've seen in a long time. So We love hearing from listeners, especially when listeners are great artists. Absolutely. He's a gem, too. Here's another one from Mark. Rich and Clint love the podcast, discovered it a few months ago, and have enjoyed catching up on all the shows. Your most recent about best whistling in a song got me thinking of a related topic. Probably not big enough for a podcast, but what is the best use of a whistle, a lifeguard's whistle, in a song? Hmm. I have two to start off. Fool in the Rain by Zeppelin. Uh Uh-huh. Paradise City by GNR. Uh huh. Those are the two, those are like the only two I know. In fact, I used one of those for a song on my first record. It was "Welcome to Jonesville" is the name of the song. I I used the whistle from "Fool in the Rain" and pitched it. Oh, interesting. Pitched it up so that I wouldn't get sued. Like yeah. hoping back in the nineties, like well, no one would now know. Now you're gonna get sued. Uh, uh, take it all. This one's from Craig. Hi there, guys. Currently vacationing in Greece. And as always, the age-old question is keeping me entertained and even going back and listening to old shows. Just a thought, has anyone ever curated the pick of music for each of your shows? Perhaps also worth considering a playlist. That's a great great idea. Great idea. We've talked about it. My son, Wesley, is starting to curate a Spotify playlist. Let's hire him. So I told him I would pay him. Yeah, let's do it. Stay tuned. We're going to have a Spotify playlist. For each episode. That would be a great... Yeah. Wouldn't take that long either. Good. From Jack Gothier, our friend and producer. Guys, love the sing-along pod question this week, but how in the name of all that is holy... (laughs) Can you not mention Drift Away, number one audience sing-along at our shows? Nice. Oh, give me the beat, boys, and free my soul. I want to get lost in your rock and roll and drift away. That's a good one. We sing that. The Sweet Remains yeah. sing that, too. That's and a bomb. It's a great one. From Brian Chartrand, speaking uh, of my band. Yeah. 
he writes to us, no brown-eyed girl? <laughs> Maybe an honorable mention. I mean, I never and will never play that song, <laughs> but it has juice as a sing-along song. He is 100% right. I feel like Rich and Clint are boneheads should be played because that it. How can it? That is one of the biggest sing-along songs of all time. Rich and Clint are boneheads. We didn't even mention it. We didn't even mention that it. That is. Oh, we used to sing. Sha la 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 la. Thank you, Brian, for pointing that out. Speaking of more comments and speaking of la la la's, I just had the opportunity to meet some great folks down in Lincoln, Vermont, and. We worked on a song, a Natalie Merchant song called Kind and Generous. You know that song. It's another example of a wordless chorus, actually. And Serena, my new friend who I met through this, she's been listening to the podcast and she writes, I was thinking of a couple podcast ideas. Number one, how do you let go of a band member or someone who just can't cut it. <laughs> Number two, what are some great waltzes or songs in three, four, or six, eight? Nice. Your song Spark made me think of it because it has that time signature. Ha. Huh. Serena, I love both those ideas and I think we need to do both of them. Another one that I have from the great Willie Nelson. Roll me up and smoke me when I die. Guy's so full of weed. So full of weed. <laughs> Roll me up. If you cremate smoke him. me when I die. I love that. Roll me up and smoke me when I die. And if anyone don't like it, just look him in the eye. I didn't come here and I ain't leaving, so don't sit around and cry. Just roll me up and smoke me when I die. Still got it, man. The guy's got juice. He's 90 years old. I mean, his his birthday concert was the who's who of the music industry. Every single person in the music industry was there celebrating this man. It's incredible. It's incredible. Now just roll me up and smoke me when I die. Roll me up and smoke me when I die. My dad is also 90, born the same year as Willie Nelson, um, and I am leaving tomorrow morning to go celebrate my father at a family reunion, which you also have done recently, Yeah. Um, and we're going to all play. My whole family plays music, so brothers, sisters, cousins, aunts, uncles, nephews, everybody plays, so everybody's bringing an instrument. It's going to be a massive sing-along. I wrote my dad a song. For this occasion. For this occasion, and I'm super proud of it and had, you know, the Griff played on it and a bunch of different people, and I, it's just a, there's so much love for my dad, and I, making these records with him is one of the greatest gifts I've ever been given because dads of that generation it's a different relationship you have with your dad than I'm going to have with my kids. Right. You know what I mean? I would imagine. And so having that bonding experience with him was just a really glorious thing t to have. Right. Because most people don't get that. Most people don't get that that one-on-one -on -one and creative and emotionally bonding time. 
with a parent. Well, I can only imagine it's been such a gift to him that you have enabled him to have that experience. I mean, four albums. That's a lot of music we recorded with like Russ Lawton, Jamie Maysfield, right, some Adam incredible Frem, musicians. Some incredible musicians. You can quit smoking, but you're still gonna die. Cut out coking, but you're still gonna die. Eliminate everything fatty and fried. And you get real healthy, but you're still gonna die. Still gonna die is probably the... So his whole thing is that he's old, right? He's like, on the first album, he was in his 70s. Right. And then he was in his late 70s. And then he was in his 80s. And so it just keeps getting funnier and funnier. Some of the songs are, I don't look good naked anymore. <laughs> I caught my reflection in the mirror on the back of the bathroom door. Well, I just don't look good naked anymore. How about Drop Kick Me Jesus Through the Goalposts of Life? That's a good one. Drop Kick Me Jesus Through the Goalposts of Life. End over ending. You sang on one of those records. I heard it on the way up here today. Man of Constant Sorrow. We did that song. And there oh, was yeah. Richie. Young Richie. Oh. I mean, you were. it was probably 1999, 2000. Yeah. There you may learn to love another. Gil on Spotify? He's not. Um, I'm gonna curate his uh, his greatest hits and put it up there at some point. Yeah. Hopefully, um, hopefully soon. But one of his other classics. She was only the stableman's daughter, but all the horsemen knew her. <laughs> what about run to the roundhouse, Mabel? He can't corner you there. <laughs> These are all country songs. That's great. Yeah. We didn't talk about Garth Brooks's friends in low places. Okay. It's not really a pun. What's cool is that he, on low, it's so I got friends in low. low. That yeah, note. That low. That note mixed with the word low. It's like, that's what makes that's that a, song. It's kind of a that's pun. It's a musical it's a, pun. It's a musical pun. There you go. I got friends in low places where the whiskey browns and the beer chases my blues. And that could also be one of the greatest sing-along songs of all time. People absolutely love to belt that thing out at the end of the night. You're so right. That is a golden one. I can't believe I didn't think of it till now. I know. I'm going to say my favorite country pun. If I said you had a beautiful body, would you hold, hold it, it against, against me? me? That's, ah, it's real good. That is real good. I'm going to say my favorite is... You can't have your Kate and Edith too. It is an absolute golden song that I'd never even had never even heard about until and, like three days ago. And just like James Wood said that you know they can be both deep and shallow. Yeah. Like as stupid as that is, it's also profound. Absolutely. You can't have your Kate and, and Edith, Edith too. They, she's mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they end up marrying. He marries Edith, the other guy marries Kate, but he's still with her in the back of the car <laughs> all these years later. Oh, oh my God. Well, from two dads, 
that love dad jokes. Oh, this has just been a glorious subject. I don't know that we did it because the topic is so vast. Oh, I can't wait to hear what people say to us. Yeah, what did we miss? Bring them on. Bring them on. Because there's this is going to be like the misheard episode oh, where yeah. it just keeps coming and people are like, ah, this one, ah, this one. Also, I do want to say right yeah. now to all the listeners, yeah. thank you guys. I feel a swell mm. in the age-old question uh, momentum. So please keep spreading it and uh, let's get some more people listening. That's the thing. If you are enjoying this episode, if you've enjoyed this podcast, take a moment to share it with a friend or two and just say, hey, I think you might enjoy this podcast because that's how we're going to continue to grow our listenership and continue doing this series. And we love hearing from you. Honestly, I, I've heard from so many people just out and about recently that just are enjoying it and it just means the world to us. So thank you. We hope you had fun, as much fun as we did. And we hope you'll join us next time when we answer another age-old question. Follow us on Instagram at The Age Old Question. Facebook, The Age Old Question. We hope this conversation has sparked some ideas and thoughts of your own. Let us know in the comments. But let's be kind, people. Yeah. No hating. No hating. Also, if you're digging the podcast, please check out our Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash theageoldquestion and consider becoming a part of our Age Old Question family. With your support, we'll be able to answer many more Age Old Questions. Thanks. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.